1: Night punk <laughs> and wind killer ink. We would be honored. 37th episode of the Order podcast i'm your host good night punk and with me as always is my good friend wink wink what's going on dude
2: oh how's it going man uh fantastic. fantastic yeah it's going here nothing terribly exciting to share
1: nothing bad has happened this week so i'm i'm in a good place
2: yeah i hear you kind of about the same here um that that's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Yeah. Um gotcha, gotcha. Nice weather here, so that's good.
1: Dude, it's been almost nighty this week. All week. I'm hating wow. it. I do not want the summer to be coming this quickly. Please go away. Please stop. Don't want it. It's just crazy the varying temperatures across this country. At any given time.
2: Yes. No kidding. Um,
1: uh, Did you just lose a battle? In,
2: no. no Swugga or something? No. You no, seem awful distracted. No, no, no. There are some times where you just get... You get a work message that you don't want to deal with, but now you know you have to deal with it and that's it. Uh, oh, Okay. yeah yeah um
1: how was your week gets text message about work yeah exactly well
2: (laughs) was good until that uh yeah no my my week's fine i'm i'm rambling i'm kind of i'm over this week it was fine but nothing terribly exciting we bought some fruit trees today that we're gonna plant some peach and apple trees that's kind of exciting this is weird okay
1: i planted a orange tree in the backyard of my old house. Okay. It was there for six years. Okay. It never got any bigger. It also never died. I don't know what I was doing wrong. It sounds like a lot. I was lot. Giving it too much water or not enough water. Hmm. It was constantly growing but never growing into a tree. I don't know what was going on there.
2: Uh, do oranges grow well there? I would assume so, but I would probably think they would they, need a lot of water. I would think
1: probably not in my rocky backyard. I guess yeah, I don't know. maybe not the right spot. I
2: don't know.
1: Maybe I should have put some, dug a hole and put some mulch in there or something. Because peaches it grow did not well like here. the desert. So did not like the desert
2: dirt. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Bummer. Not much you can do. About Hopefully
1: that. your trees work out better than mine did.
2: I hope so. We'll see. Yeah, we. That's what I'm going to be doing this weekend is maybe I- a bunch of trees.
1: Maybe I need a do-it-yourself video of tree
2: planting. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um,
1: <laughs> I hear there are some good do-it-yourself videos on the internet.
2: There are. Um, unfortunately, tree planting, not my thing. However, <laughs> making concrete countertops is my thing. I would love it if you yeah. guys would go check out um, my new DIY video that I put <laughs> up. Uh, I'll put a link in the <laughs> description of the show notes here. Uh I'd love it if you guys would go hit the upvote and subscribe. Uh, that would help me out. I would really appreciate it. But um, yeah, I think I've got two videos up now. Very exciting. I've got a bunch of stuff for some other ones. So uh, in time. What's what's that YouTube channel again? Uh, I have no idea what the link is. I don't even remember what I called it. Oh, um, But well, but there will be a link in the show to notes. Check it
1: out. If we knew where it was.
2: Hey, th- there's a link to the video in our DIY channel of Discord. Discord.me slash Shattered Order if you'd like to go there. And then, of course, down in the show notes of this podcast. So
1: that Sounds good.
2: <sighs> yeah. Um, you know, landscaping is very, very important. Um, you know, you may not know how to plant a tree. But much like landscaping, I sure know how to cut them down. You do. You you know to keep. I I've always heard that um the the lower you keep the shrubbery, the bigger it makes the tree look. You know, so that's very important. Not only landscaping, but also manscaping, <laughs> right? Uh, manscaping course, is very important, and Manscape are the best products for the job. Uh, the premium package is one of a kind. It, of course, comes with the lawnmower 3.0, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, which is amazing, especially you know when we get to spring and allergies start getting crazy. Very important. Comes with the performance box every briefs, day, which is amazing, and a travel bag. Pretty
1: solid stuff. What do they call that? The the shed. The travel bags called the shed. Ah yeah, the shed. I love, I love that the, everything has a theme to
2: it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, you know, park your lawnmower in the shed and uh, pull out trim the strawberry and put it back in the shed. That we always know where it is. Very important. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um the uh they also have was it the crop preserver, the crop reviver Really great products. Everything that Manscaped has is absolutely amazing. Um, but those ceramic blades and the light. The, the light is such a nice touch because I had the Lawnmower 2.0, but that 3.0 with the light is a game changer, man. Like you wouldn't go tr- you wouldn't go landscape at nighttime, would you? I mean, landscapers work during the day. So if you're gonna be manscaping, you need some light. See what you're doing. So, yeah,
1: here, here's here's the under most underrated thing probably that okay. I don't want to talk too long, even though we could on this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I want to say this the the most underrated thing about it, and we don't say it that often is that it's waterproof.
2: Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah,
1: you take it in the shower.
2: Yep. You know,
1: kick all the crap down the drain, and you're good to go. There's no hard cleanup with the lawnmower. It's not. You're not going to exp- electrocute yourself in the shower like you would with some kind of electrical trimmer with a plug, you know? So that's the best thing. That's one of the best things I'd say.
2: I, I totally agree with you, 100%. All I
1: have to say is this winter, don't get cold feet. Go ahead and manscaped. See what an improvement it makes on your love life or just how you feel in general, as it is a great hygiene tool. So go check that out. And if you want, if you're interested in it, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code SOP at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off, 20%. That's one-fifth. See those maths? With free (laughs) shipping at Manscaped.com using the code SOP. Your balls will thank you
2: hey guys what did you do in swoga this week D- did you see what i did in swoga this week
1: i just looked at
2: it and i was like Ooh, yeah that looks pretty good yeah yeah so you did see what i did there um i unlocked sith <laughs> eternal emperor very exciting stuff got him to oh relics. now i
1: get it oh Oh. look what i
2: see what you're doing Uh, a little late but i see it that's all right um relic (laughs) six i got stuck at uh gear 11 with him with those stupid mark 3 thermals um i've got two ultimate mats i am on the way to the end um how many do you need 10 yes to get the ultimate 10 mats so I should have it ready by the time three v three GAC starts, and I'll be able to do some undersized total destruction. Because uh, I
1: know that was a that was a, uh, a goal of yours to yes. have him in there.
2: Yep, absolutely. So that'll
1: be awesome to get him ready.
2: I cannot wait. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I did that. Um. I haven't really known what to do with him in this GAC. Uh, if you watched our stream before the show where I did my GAC, I did set him on defense because first round I didn't even use the guy. I'm like, well, if I'm not going to use him, might as well just put him on defense if nothing Have else. You figured
1: out how to play him yet? No, no. I, <laughs> I was going to say, is that why you put him on defense? Not
2: entirely. Because um, I, I don't know his limits yet without the ultimate. Um, the mm-hmm. ultimate's what does all the damage. I mean, when you go up against Sith Eternal Emperor team. You're not worried about him until he goes into the ultimate. He's pretty non-threatening up until that point. Uh, but once he hits ultimate, like he he gets nasty. So uh, yeah, I'm, if I'm you just going to wait. I'm going to be honest.
1: I fought a lot more of him than Jedi Master Luke Skywalker somehow. And he seems easy. As long as you don't let him get his ultimate.
2: Yes, that's true. If
1: you can burn him down quickly, it's game over. But that ultimate is nasty.
2: So, I find it kind of interesting. Um, Sith the Eternal Emperor probably has the most important ultimate to him being good. He's also the easiest to unlock. Uh, Jedi hmm, Master Luke so Skywalker, there. the most difficult to unlock, has the most worthless ultimate. And I say worthless. It's not worthless. It's, it's good, but you don't need it. He's a beast without it. Um, you know, both the dark side characters, like their ultimate are absolutely essential to them being awesome. Both the light side ones can still be pretty good without it. Uh, just kind of interesting how that worked out. I don't know if that was planned or intentional. Oh, my nose is just,
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting correlation that I hadn't really thought about.
2: Yeah. Um, with those.
1: Yep. What is this? I decided to get IG eleven. I thought you had
2: IG. 11 Well, uh, yeah. I meant gear. Um, oh, I
1: was like IG eleven. You had to have for best Garmando. I'm gearing sure IG eleven
2: it. is my current project. Um, I'm working on getting some thermal thermals for him. Ooh, I might be able to take him up here soon. Um, actually, I could. What do you have him at right now? He's gear eleven. He's one piece from gear twelve. Um, gotcha.
1: I don't know what mine is. Oh, mine's probably Gear 8. I'm going to get him
2: geared up to go along with Beskar Mando. Does that need a little bit more around that team? Because I don't use Beskar Mando. And... Mm -hmm. Oh, yawn season's back. Um, IG11 is super (laughs) solid with with Mando. So I'm going to kind of put him together there and kind of... Work that team in a little bit more. That I have a little bit more synergy on that team. That's that on defense. Um, and then the only other thing that I did this week. Is get the top box. And all the feats in Conquest. Not terribly exciting. Since it's normal mode. Um, I know that You know. I mean. I'm over 7.1 million GP now. So obviously I should be able to do all that. But. Um, yeah. I, honestly some of those feats. I don't think.
1: I mean, it makes it easier, obviously, to have higher GP. But I think some of those feats can be done high and low GP, and it's more strategy. So finishing off the feats is a is a big accomplishment for anybody, not just not just a given because you have you know seven million GP. You right. actually have to put all that thought into it. So it is still but, impressive, despite GP.
2: Yeah, but but I mean, like I should you know seven million GP. I should have the teams to be able to you know, work my way through a lot of that, um, you know, but, um, Oh, and the well, only it's nice,
1: I think, well, sorry, just a off topic, not off topic, but on topic, not on the, your week topic. I think the awesome part is that some of the, with these, some of these feats, when you start switching around your data disks, you can make them make a lot difference. easier. Yeah. Like That's I love the important. strategy of working your data disks to your favor to finish off feats, with the with the roster you have basically you know it's the the strategy in conquest is awesome and it's only going to get bigger and more important in uh the next round yep when you get to hard mode
2: totally agree I'm, i'm pretty excited to see where that road leads to for us um but yeah pretty awesome um and then the only other thing that I did this week was I sliced a mod that turned out to be pretty legit. Um, I've got a... It's a crit damage set bonus plus health primary. It's on Joe and Skywalker. <laughs> uh, the secondaries are crit chance, potency, defense, percent, and speed. Um, it has 7.31% defense, and Yikes. it had had 16 speed um now however it has 22 speed so i will be hitting that bad boy again and hoping for some defense percent and speed i would like to see that thing i would like to see that thing hit 28 speed um just because i mean joe and skywalker i have him relic 8 i want him fast i want him to smash i want him to have a lot of health uh because that just kind of works on every team that i use and so yeah that's uh That'll be one of my next mods that I try to finish up. But nice. I didn't have any other good hits on mods. That was it. But that's all right.
1: I, you know, honestly, I haven't touched my mods since the last time we mod modded on stream. I've just been me. saving everything up to do it all at once. Okay, which will be tonight. But Baller. you know, even my level one mods with speed on them or with offense and those types of things, I haven't even, I have not messed with the mods too much um yeah since then i'm waiting what 3v3 is about to start so i'll probably just go all crazy on the mods again to get them all set up and go on to teams since 3v3 those mods mean even more but uh yeah i i enjoy streaming that so uh we'll do a little bit of that here in a second but as far as as far as my week goes we'll talk about Squidfall first in my alt account i now have two uh two purple geared characters I'm going to ask you you know I'm doing first order can you guess which one what the two are
2: uh crew
1: crew is one foo no i'm actually working on first order officer now as the third oh. purple geared character
2: Okay, what's the other one?
1: This one's a Stripey Boy. It's a what? He's a Stripey Boy.
2: Stripey Boy. Oh, He
1: can be found at the zoo.
2: Yeah. Boy, I like it.
1: Panda, Panda, Panda is also uh, purple. And the reason I did him... He was the first purple-geared character I got this week. And the reason for that was because of that unique... Just makes him so ridiculously OP in Galactic War. Because... He just starts stacking his max health every time he crits. And I've tried to put as much crit as I can with my crappy mods on him. And he just plows through everything in Galactic War. So,
2: yeah. Very nice.
1: The other thing with crew is I just got him to purple today. He's also now my first seven-star character. So, I finally got a seven-star character. So, I can finally go join an actual guild not these starter guilds and start earning raid rewards because
2: you have to get a seven star character before you can actually join a guild.
1: No, you don't need it before you can join a guild. But if you join a guild that's doing like for me, I'm joining oh, guilds that are in heroic raids.
2: Right. Right. Okay, I got so you.
1: You every guild some... I would join, I need, I need a seven star to even right. join the raid. So I didn't join a guild until I got a seven star character that way. I was still doing lower level raids and getting rewards before I joined into the, the hard stuff. Okay. Not to mention it was harder to get guild coins in a regular guild before I had a seven star character. This way I will, once I switch over guilds, it'll be a massive improvement. So right. that Makes should sense. be a next week update. Uh, okay. I finished my first heroic by joining it.
2: <laughs>
1: Yay! Yeah. Um, what else did I do? Oh, uh, it, to no one's surprise, I'm rank 1,000 in Arena because
2: Isn't that the yo-yo really continues.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. 1,000 down to 600, back up to 1,000, down to 600, back up. It's That's just crazy. A yo-yo. Squirrely. Yep. Um, anything else? Anything else to happen? Well, I've finished a few more Galactic Wars, so I think I'm about halfway, maybe, to being able to summit. Nice. So we'll see cannot wait you know what one thing i found very not annoying but kind of surprising mm-hmm. and i haven't mentioned this yet at all um galactic challenges are open for me even though even at uh level 57 the okay, problem is cool. i cannot beat anything you came in level tier one. one tier one impossible wow i just i i went into it the first time thinking okay I, I feel like I remember level 1 being really easy, so you should be able to beat it on a new account. No. I haven't beat anything in any Galactic Challenges yet. It'd be Yay. interesting to see if if Ringer's still in the chat, if he's beat in any Galactic Challenges uh, on his alt yet. Wow. Because I just... They all start at purple, gear 7. And so... Yeah. Not with Phoenix? Yeah, I... I only have two purples out of five. So, I mean, I'm going up against all Dang, purples. That's great. This current one, it's Phoenix. I've also found on the alt account that if you're going to start with first order, they are not very good against Phoenix in the arena. That's, and that's kind of a big deal considering everybody else usually goes Phoenix, right? So
2: Yeah, that is the traditional wisdom. <laughs> also, so, something say.
1: to consider for sure there. But, yeah, I don't
2: know cool
1: um yeah that's pretty much all that's been going on there this week but as for my main account i so
2: real quick i've got a question because i don't want to lose it otherwise i will Uh, drew brought up a point about stun guns and i was going to ask you this have you have you ever finished kyber in your main yes how many times once okay um, you do realize you get like fourteen stun guns for making Kyber, right? Fourteen. That's it. Yes, for a month's and worth work and crystals. And crystals.
1: <laughs> How bad do you need stun guns, man? I need them bad, but that's a lot more work than uh, buying them with Shard Shop currency.
2: Mm, it's not that much more work.
1: <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and I agree. I need them <laughs> from that too, but the difference in buying them from Shard Shop in a month's worth of GAC where I have terrible memory and half the time I'm sleeping through the attack phase. That's my biggest problem. Bro, you don't I'll tell you what, Twenty-four my,
2: hours, man,
1: I work for 12 and then I sleep for eight. So okay. if I, if I can make it in, if okay. I remember so in that small amount of hours on work there. days, <laughs> 12 plus eight is 20. There's 24 hours in a day. Correct. Where's the math wrong here?
2: Well no, I th- I thought you were about to say something about it, that being 24 hours. No, no, no. That's why I was expecting. I'm only
1: the only time I really have to play on work days like legit yeah. sit and think about it is about right. 4 hours for 4 yeah. and 3 days a week. No, I got my you. work is well, the most detrimental thing to You're my swagging, slug and it's un, it's I might just quit. I I, I live off the podcast money, you know. <laughs> Screw the new house, all that stuff. Yeah. But no, so
2: gets your cardboard box. I want
1: there. to hit Kyber every time. Oh, I'm terrible with getting off a 12 hour shift and either fighting in GAC or going to sleep. Most of the right. time, I fall asleep with my phone on my chest, and I go, "Damn it, I lost again." Yeah, that's so, happened a lot. Yeah, <laughs> half the time I'll wake up like wake up with the phone on my chest after like five hours of sleeping, and think to myself, "I don't remember." falling asleep here (laughs)
2: you you know um that actually brings up a good point because i mean if listeners want you to start focusing on gac what they need to do is go to patreon.com slash shattered order
1: kyber is in your hands everyone
2: it's in your hands everybody you want Um, me to
1: stream more if we stream (laughs) at all
2: it's on you um i do say that (laughs) half jokingly but honestly um Shout out to all of our patrons and everybody who does support the show, uh, whether it is subbing on Twitch. By the way, if you have Amazon Prime, you have a free Twitch sub. We would love it if you would let us have it every month. Um, Doesn't cost you anything. It's free. You're already paying for it. Just let us have it. We would greatly appreciate you. And, of course, all of our patrons. Y'all are great. Thank thank you so much. Um, uh,
1: No doubt. Everybody that... All of our Patreons, all our Twitch subs, and just everybody that watches the live stream or listens to the podcast. You guys are all awesome. You're the reason we do this, and we appreciate every single one of you. No matter if you can make it every time, you can make it once a month, you can make it once every six months. If you listen to the podcast once a month, every episode, whatever, whatever it is that you do to support us, we love it and we appreciate it. And we will always say thank you because I would not do this every week if I did not know that it was entertaining to at least one
2: person. So I appreciate all of you guys. Fair. And, you know, it is it is kind of important that um, if there is something that you enjoy, that you support it. Um, you know, podcast is free. Uh, you know, if there is a podcast or show or whatever it is that you enjoy, um, you know, go and support that. Even if it's not us, whatever it is, you, you know, that that's something we've kind of done recently is kind of just can't, you know, not really doing so much like regular TV stuff and, you know, just kind of start subbing to things that we actually like that I, you know, podcasts that I listen to or whatever. So, um, I think that's, uh, I think that's important. I'd like to see more people doing that just in general, but, um.
1: Well the funny thing is a lot of people don't realize that just watching or listening to a podcast is enough to have is enough for you know people that want to advertise to look at podcasts, you know, to yeah. Blue or you know Manscaped, those people are looking at, you know, these guys are being supported, they have a community, we have that, we love it, and we yep. that's just like without dwelling on it, thank you everybody. Indeed. Um on my main account, so back to my week, uh I finished Old Ben. This is fun. This is a throwback to year one. Old Ben is now Relic Um That's
2: pretty baller. Great character.
1: character. I like it. I'm really stoked about most of these characters I have to get for JM or Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, Jemmels. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jammer. Is that what you said? Jamels. Uh, Jem- Mr. Jimels. Um but yeah. Uh yeah, so I got him. Mon Mothma is a, is on her way. Holy crap. I hate this. This is the this is the log jam I'm having right now with getting gears to people to gear thirteen. I have nothing on these characters that I need to farm with regular energy. I have all the oh, shit yeah. for them regular energy-wise. Every character I need to take to gear twelve that's at gear twelve is all fleet currency. So Mon Mothma, I've got all the Kairos. I've got all the stuff that takes fleet energy. It's all the gear 12 finishers and gear 12 pieces that uh, I absolutely need. Uh, Which is why I might not try to get that uh, final box from Conquest. Because you get an extra box for gear 12 stuff over getting the final one. So we'll see what I decide to do. But I need gear 12 stuff like crazy. So Mon Mothma's next. Then after that's RJT. And then after that will be Wedge, Biggs, and Leia. And then I'll be done. And then I can go after JMLS. So let's say another a month, probably. Who knows? They're all at gear 12. So they're all just trying to get over that last hump. But yeah, good times. And I'm still farming those those resistance scum. Uh, the, veter- or the resistance heroes and the... Ray's Millennium Falcon. Ray's Millennium Falcon is taking forever since it's not a, it's still at the one per twenty three out of eighty five, which isn't terrible, but still needs work. Everyone else is working their way to six stars, very close, and uh, looking pretty good. So, yeah. So why don't we do this? Why don't okay. we do some mods for the stream? People love some, uh, some mod some mods,
2: solid. I like it. You
1: got my live stream,
2: can you see it? I do. I see. All right, so let's
1: go in so. here and find some mods to uh, to play with.
2: Oh, yeah, let's go play with those mods.
1: Play with those mods. All right, we're gonna take this off. Let's see, these any of these need to be finished off. Um, no. That one probably could go.
2: Yep, that one could go, definitely.
1: Uh, His has got a lot of offense, tenacity. Mm, There's another one that that could
2: go. Yep, that's definitely one that can go.
1: see what this one looks like. 4, 23 speed, a lot of offense. Yes, 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 yes. We'll hit that one up for sure. And... Crit chance oh. offense speed on that one. That one's All
2: pretty right. good, but let's,
1: let's do this one.
2: So All this right. thing has four percent secondary, three point nine seven percent secondary offense, twenty three speed on four hits.
1: It's looking pretty good.
2: It's it's a uh, it's a health set bonus diamond. So defense primary. What a freaking mod. Good lord. All right,
1: let's see what happens. Here we go. More offense, Woo. one point three six percent added Woo. up to five point three percent.
2: Oh, I love it! We got one more I here. We can it. do,
1: and it hits speed yes. for three up to twenty six.
2: Yeah, the lowest speed I never it can hit. I thought I'd be disappointed about twenty six speed on a mod. That should be twenty nine. <laughs> Come That's, on, that should have been much wow. higher. But it hit. It
1: hit the two things I wanted it to. Yeah, so. no
2: joke. That is baller, man.
1: Happy with that one. Love it. Uh, this is the other one. Yeah, no. that one. Absolutely, was it
2: that one? Yep.
1: All right. Yeah. Let's see if this one. What happens here? Well, oh, ooh, I don't have. Can't hit that one. All right. Well, fine. We'll wait. Let's, what about
2: that one on that one on Kylo was pretty good, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, twenty speed, offense. Hey, let's do this one. All right. Let's see what happens.
2: We hit Ooh, offense for a point nine percent. That's that's solid.
1: I like it. That's um nice I wanna give too. a
2: shout out to uh Paplu Escobar. Um who posted a mod they sliced in our Discord, and it is the greatest sliced mod I have seen oh, in this game. Dude,
1: that thing was nuts. Tell everybody it is, what it was.
2: All right, it is health set bonus, crit damage primary. It's a triangle, right? Triangle, yes. The secondary stats were speed, offense percent, flat defense, and potency. Potency. Every hit was speed or percent offense. It ended up with 28 secondary speed and 6.58% secondary offense. just freaking insane. Nothing
1: is nuts.
2: I I mean, just slightly better luck, marginally better luck on the increases is the only thing that can make that mod better. It's just Freaking insanity.
1: Yeah, it's a literal crazy. I remember seeing that and not believing it when I saw it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it looked like it should be fake. Um, All right, so what other options do you have here for mods? Um,
1: That's what I'm trying to figure out here.
2: Yeah, sort by speed and secondary percent or filter and then sort by speed. Did you sort by speed already? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm so really hoping for send something
1: with f- three hits that has decent speed.
2: Yeah. Start working your way back the other direction. There's bound to be... Am so- I sorted
1: by speed here? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, what, what was that on fives?
1: Fives was 14 speed, 2.5% yeah, protection a and offense. pretty good mod. All we right, can probably
2: find better, though. Let's
1: keep that in mind. I'm going to 15 speed... 15
2: protection um 15 no speed health. three hits yeah, on defense yeah um that's pretty that's not bad i like I this one going. yeah there's no reason this should, should be
1: on mid-trance. uh oh that's is jerry. that yeah jerry
2: um it's crit chance primary though is the only issue let's see let's see if you got a 17 speed on three hits
1: I think we've we've uh,
2: all right. So got the rest those of ones. those all have four hits. Um, hmm, what was that on Daka?
1: DACA had 15 speed, some offense, protection, yes, tenacity. I think that's I'm going to okay. hit this one. We've got speed, yep, that's good offense, math, protection, defense.
2: Yep, offense percent and flat defense. Pretty solid. Right, so style. for everyone
1: listening, just so you know, we've decided. You've listened through the decision here, but it's a mod on Cardoon. it is has three hits on speed for fifteen speed. It has secondary defense two point six five percent offense percentage and thirteen hundred protection okay all right let's go hits five yeah. speed it's up to twenty now. Good to go there. Yeah. let's see what goes next. some defense. Okay, and finally,
2: let's go more defense, more defense, more disappointment.
1: <laughs> well, it's on a tank, so I don't feel too terrible about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, no defense is good. I mean, that's not, nothing to sniffle at. Um, hey, go, go remove the uh, the offense percent filter. And see what you got. See if you've got anything 16, 17 speed that only has, you know, three hits. And see, you know, see what kind of primaries you got. Might see if there's some speed crazy mod that... Ooh, that mod on Vader is pretty good. Uh, 17
1: speed, protection, not crit not chance option. offense. All right, we'll go back to that after we look here. Mm. That one's That's not
2: pretty... Preferedic- that's a no, that's a pretty good mod. Um, that mod, for example, the secondary crit chance, percent defense, good speed, that that's a mod that would be pretty good on Vader too, probably, if you ever wanted to move it. I like that crit chance. That crit chance is super valuable on characters like Vader that have terrible crit chance anyway. Really important. Um
1: Still looking, find something yep. with three hits here.
2: Still looking, not finding a ton. Wait. Ooh,
1: defense, nasty potency, Ooh. health. Well,
2: that's a pretty good mod. Um, potency set bonus, seventeen speed on three hits, and health primary. I mean, that that's a mod you could certainly be using on somebody.
1: Yeah, should. I think we're going to do this Vader one and then I'll look up some more for next week so we're not searching okay. throughout the podcast. But Sounds good. All right, so let's get this one going. All right. So for everyone listening, it is on Vader, it's a circle, so with protection, uh 17 speed on 3 hits, 85 offense on 2 hits, protection and crit chance 1.6%. got some more offense about 50 okay. not bad some crit chance oof and protection that one was pretty mad.
2: nothing but disappointment yeah
1: all right well i'll find some better mods for next week and uh, after a few more galactic challenges before the next podcast we should be able to get some of those higher ones maxed out
2: well yeah, and we have a conquest coming. Uh... Oh
1: yeah, on the conquest box. Things are about to get
2: yeah. spicy. Uh you know, speaking of the conquest box, I'd kinda like to talk about it.
1: Um <laughs> I was expecting the sounder to sound immediately.
0: Always in motion the future is. To the calendar, we must
2: look. And I am looking towards the end of the weekend in which we get the, our final Conquest prize box. And the reason we kind of want to talk about this is because there is, a, uh, there is a breakdown that you can find on our Discord channel. And I think you will probably be able to see on the stream if you're watching.
1: I have it up for everybody there.
2: Perfect. It is a breakdown of all of the, uh, what what would you say, the the prize box rewards for the Conquest event in normal and hard mode. They have already stated that these rewards are, they do not intend on changing the rewards. These will be the rewards for the event, the monthly event, whenever it starts running like that.
1: Yeah, they said they'd accept feedback, but I don't see anyone complaining so no they actually no. this is one of those rare situations where it almost feels like they got it right the first go
2: so one thing that i actually found pretty interesting and that i was actually super surprised by is that the tier one box of hard mode is better than the tier seven box of normal mode
1: Hmm. yeah it almost I makes did- it the decision for you
2: Yes, I, if you meet the GP requirements, there is no reason to not do hard mode. Um, the only thing that could be a concern is if you can't get enough tickets. Uh, you need 65 tickets to unlock the Tier 1 box, which I think should be pretty easy. I mean, that's three-starring I'll be right back. I'm going to do maps.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you
2: should be able to three-star 12 battles.
1: Are I'm there 12 think. in the first one? Let's see. Be. One, two, three, four, uh, five, six. I'm not six, sure how many there are. Seven, eight. You can for sure do it in the first 10 two sectors. 11, 12, 13, 14. There are 14 battles in the first sector.
2: Okay. So if you three star all the battles in the first sector, you get the tier one prize box. And you've. So Throwing you're on feats, now,
1: and you've got even more chance. The,
2: the only thing that you would be losing now would be the conquest currency at the milestones. Um, you know, on your way up. You do get those uh, and then the 10 for each battle that you beat. So you would be giving that up. But you're not giving up anything on the end of the prize box. Um, so, so if you can go very far at all, it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And the prize boxes, are they look to be the exact same other than credits. You get 200,000 more credits. And literally the only other difference between the final prize boxes is the incomplete signal data, which is the green stuff. You get twenty on the hard mode box and you only get ten in the normal mode box. So these rewards are cons I mean, they're basically the same right there. But uh But less we talk-
1: and then you can start working towards that next box, which will already be better than Absolutely the best one you could get in normal.
2: Yep. So odds are if you're uh, 5
1: million or above, which I think someone said that the the cap or the minimum to even start hard mode is 4 million four. GP. Right. So if you're 5 million or above, there's probably a good chance you're going to be getting that tier 1 box and working towards that tier 1 box, two box at 5 million. So it makes it almost makes the decision for you. Less work know, if you... and then you're working towards more
2: most people at 4 million gp probably have one insanely good team Mm -hmm. um with one insanely good team you should be able to three-star the first sector i would think and get that prize box but like i said the conquest currency that you would be giving up some that is something to take into consideration i haven't done the math on that
1: The, the math would be interesting because you still get 10 currency for every win you do so if you can't if you get get to a battle in, say, Sector 2 that you cannot beat, you can go back to Sector 1 with all the energy that you get and just beat up on some teddy bears every battle no, and get 10.
2: You you only get them first time.
1: I'm pretty sure you get them every time. First time. Are you 100% positive on I that? I am certain. I'm about to go do another battle then. Okay. Because pr- I was pretty sure you got them every time. I'm one nope. time they Here. say.
2: Yes. Yep. Um Really? Really? Yep. Uh so, anyway, um y- you know, there's what if there's 14 battles um You know, 14 battles, say, over the last three sectors, if you can't beat those, you know, that's 30, 42 battles. So, that's 420 currency you'd be giving up if you, say, could only complete the first two sectors. Um, So, I mean, there are downsides, but, I mean, even that much, it's not a ton of gear. It's some. I I don't know. I kind of think that... uh, I kinda of think if you qualify for hard mode, you should be doing hard mode. That is kind of my stance on it at the moment. Um but we'll see. You do um, you need almost or not quite double um the tickets to get the second prize box. Um
1: my world has been shattered. These... I thought you could get I thought you got conquest for every or currency for every win you got. That's crazy. Nope.
2: Yep. Only only first time. Well, um but so these prize boxes are pretty solid in the hard tier. Um, so, some stuff that you start getting. So, I'm going to compare the hard mode boxes versus the normal mode boxes, like the tier seven normal mode, basically Let me just the red box, the final box.
1: Throw something else out there real quick. Okay. Since that's the case, now that I know, I think the only reason I would go to normal mode at this point then would be if they added a character to. The Conquest uh, store that uh, you need the currency to buy.
2: Well, Razor Quest, Quest? <laughs> Razor Crest is supposed to be in a Jawa on Sector 5, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think it's the so, one right before the final boss.
2: Right. That is something. There's a flaw we'll be getting. They're sending everybody, I think, four blueprints for that error. So... We well, didn't we'll we talk see. about that
1: last week? We're like, there's got to be a bug, where right none of these de-carrying. Jawas are
2: showing up with the Razorcrest
1: shards, right? But you, um, know, you can see it on the screen there. They put out the information there. Everybody's getting four shards, on top of their boxes, because of the, that fact.
2: So as you start progressing up the tier boxes and hard, you start losing some stuff, but you start gaining some stuff. So. The final prize box in the hard mode has more than double the Razor Crest blueprints of the Tier 7 normal box mode. Normal box, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) um, you do get considerably less signal data, which is kind of a disappointment. Starting on Tier Box 3 through 7, you get 10 of the blue signal data, which is great. But you start getting 15 for Tier 3 and 4 and then Tier five, six, and seven, you only get ten of each the fragmented and incomplete signal data, which is kind of disappointing. I could use some of all of that. Kind of weird how they um, decrease the rewards to give you the other ones.
1: Why don't they just stay the same and give you the other ones?
2: Well, I mean, I see what they're doing. Like, I'm sure they mathed all this out, and there is a progression with um, you know, the way that you earn them and stuff, and that's... I. I, I get it. It's like,
1: it's it's the problem for me is that it's always weird to me that if you start doing better, that you get stuff taken away. You no, know, regardless if they're adding things, you should yeah. always add things. But there should never be a reason to take anything away.
2: Well, and the other thing is carbonite circuit boards. I need a lot of those. Like mm-hmm. they don't give you any on tier five, six, and seven, that which is kind of frustrating. You get fifteen you know, on the tier seven box in normal, you get zero at the tier seven box of hard mode. Um, but in exchange for losing that you then start getting, you know, 10 erodium heat sinks, you get five electromium conductors, five Zimbiddle cards and five or sorry, uh, 10 arrow magnifiers. um, that stuff's pretty valuable. I mean, it's insane. and and, and, and like, the number I'd rather be getting that. The, the
1: number looks low, divorced. but they require less of them to right. to uh, progress the relic there. So it, right. it, the number looks low, but you're actually getting a lot for it. Mm-hmm. So the number can be deceiving. I just still wish that you would it wouldn't drop so dramatically. Forty down to ten right. of bronzium uh, wirings. That's. That's a lot, I'm just saying I'm not going to say I hate this But I will say it it doesn't make sense to me
2: So I don't have an issue With bronziums or the chromiums It's the carbonite Circuit boards that I have the issue with Um I hate not getting them Uh, but anyway So now we move on to gear Injector salvage you get 50 in the tier 7 normal box, you get half that in the tier 7 hard box. Um, same with, you know, the gear 12 salvage. You get half as much in the tier 7 box. Um, same with, uh, they call it core gear, gear salvage. Basically, all the gear that you get in the tier 7 normal box, um, you get half of it in the tier 7 hard box. Which is a di- which is kind of disappointing. I wish some I of those would stay gear. the same.
1: I don't need yeah. to make my Relict characters stronger more so than getting more Relict characters. Right. That's, a, that's the biggest thing in this game, and the biggest thing they've focused on recently, is using your entire roster. Now, when right. you're playing a game that uses your entire roster, and I've always found this dumb... To give away rewards that only make your strongest characters better instead of continuing to expand your roster to do better in the mode that requires your entire roster makes no freaking sense to me. I like having my strong characters stronger, but at some point your characters can't get any more any stronger and you need that other gear to get them to the point where you can use the gear you're giving me to get stronger. You know what I mean? All that stuff ends up requiring regular farming, which is what we did for three years, which is fine. But it's just, it makes no sense to me that that would not be included with the other stuff because you've got to make your team stronger to get through the hard mode. There's no doubt in my mind that even some of the top teams are going to have a hard time getting to the tier six, maybe even getting into the tier seven. Any, normal players, right, with not the expanded roster, they're making their strongest teams better is not going to help them get through Conquest. They need the gear. Well, they need to get through it. Now, Like I think I know what you're going to say. Maybe is that people that are only getting halfway through hard mode are getting that gear instead of right. the stuff. So that makes sense. But in normal mode players that aren't able even to get into hard mode yet. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me
2: the normal mode box gives a lot of gear i mean they they did a pretty good job at tearing that out where you do get a lot of gear in the normal mode box but then as you get to that hard tier box this is the one spot where i don't really see where they're swapping that for something else like they just took the gear down you're not getting any more of any other type of gear you know Mm -hmm. um which is just kind of odd. Like I, I get that we're getting more relic material, obviously, but I don't know. It's kind of kind of an odd decision, but at the same time, um, you know,
1: my the honest, the, honest to god, I would go for the tier six normal box almost every time if Razorcrest shards didn't exist. Just because I want to make my roster better. And uh, that yeah, that forty five group twelve salvage for gear twelve, although higher numbers on the gear on that tier six box in normal mode is better for me right now, than it would be uh, without Razorcrest shards.
2: I mean, I see your argument. I don't think I agree.
1: It would also be more work, which I don't like.
2: I like less work. So, <laughs> I-, I certainly see your argument. Um... And like I said, I, I do wish there's a little bit more gear here, but, um, credits, you definitely start getting more credits. Um, Omega mats are pretty much flat across the hard box. Exact same as tier six and seven normal. Yeah. Uh,
1: that one doesn't oh, change. It's just, break. if there was something further than Zeta mats, please know, don't get any ideas. You would see those numbers decline, but since Zeta mats, Omega and Zeta start at right. tier one, they don't ever go down because there's nothing to add to when you get towards the end.
2: You know? Right. Um and then you have, you know, five E or not five A to six E mod slicing material. That increases through the hard mode boxes, which is great. And then of course you have the new slicing material, which is so you basically get The first two tier pieces, you get 50 of those um, if you hit the tier 7 normal box all the way through. But then it's the other ones. The microprocessor and the resistors, you start getting considerably more as you get through the harder tier box. um, To where like those new slicing materials, um, the first three, you get 50 of each and then you get 30 of that final one. So 30 of that final one is basically what you need to take two mods from 6b to 6a which is pretty awesome um so i I really do like the way that they tiered you know the slicing material aspect of all of this i'm just not i i just I, i do i think they cut the the actual gear a little bit too much personally for my taste um I would have liked to have seen a little bit more in there, but, you know...
1: I I don't have a lot of complaints, and that is a big thing considering where we've been in the past with new game modes.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: I do have some concerns and some things that bug me, but for the most part, I don't feel like if you choose to do hard mode instead of normal mode, you're making a bad decision. And I don't feel like if you choose to do normal mode... Instead of hard mode, if hard mode is going to be ridiculously hard for you, that that is a bad decision either way. Because if you right. know you can get to tier six, tier seven boxes in normal every time, you're still in a good place compared to tier one, tier two, uh, hard right. mode. You're this just gonna have to 7 work a little harder. box hard.
2: is a pretty good box. Yeah, like there is no doubt that is a solid box.
1: Once again, the only thing for me personally right now, which is supposedly, according to Sig Sig and SwagEvents.com, Razorcrest is just in here kind of like uh, IG-11 and uh, Quill was in uh, Galactic Challenge. It's just there to add a little extra spice before they go farmable somewhere else. So if Razorcrest isn't going to be in these rewards going forward, that'll make your choice on what you do even not even more... Easy, but it'll make it a little harder, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where yeah, it's I mean, me with that.
2: The Razor Crest is a pretty big part of this. I, I kind of think that if Razor Crest isn't there, something else will be. Um, you know, if this is a new way to start farming things, they'll have the Razor Crest in there, they'll move it out, and they'll move something else in, um, whatever the new character is, and this will be like a marquee-type event. Um. Uh, that wouldn't really surprise me at all. I, I mean, I could see that. I, you know, I could see Razor Crest being temporary, but I think there will always be something in there. Otherwise, it would skew the rewards, you know, too much, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the one thing to consider as well is you won't even have full data cards in Sector One on hard mode. So it'll be interesting how much that changes uh, yeah. your ability to be, to beat it.
2: I think hard hard mode's gonna. I suspect it's going to be a different beast. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I'm pretty excited to try it out. Um. I'm gonna try to start try to stream it, but if, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um. So yeah, sh- should be fun. Pretty excited. Um. So I think. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with these prize boxes and stuff?
1: No, I think we covered it. I think we're
2: good. Okay then let's do this
1: hey boys it's your favorite time of the day the time where we all pop our tops off and relax
2: all righty
1: dude i don't think i've ever shown this on the stream by the way costco if you're listening i mean i say it every week Support this show uh, by sponsoring us because I will gladly pimp Kirkland to everyone. I talk about this all you the love time. That sangria, man. Kirkland signature, classic red sangria. That is what I'm drinking. And I'm I've drank probably two thirds of this one and a half liter bottle so far <laughs> on the podcast. Out of my nice. head sized glass here. And I'm loving it. Loving every minute. Oh yeah. So
2: I like it. Um like I mentioned uh you know at the beginning of our GAC stream I am drinking uh some Ruski's coffee. The Ojo coffee. It is absolutely delicious, but I married it with a little bit of Cabo tequila
1: and
2: it is... tequila. Yeah. There you go. Oh, man. I love me some tequila. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, pretty solid in coffee. I'm not even kidding. If you have not had tequila and coffee, you are missing out. It is fabulous. Um, I may have to start drinking that more now that... Um, By the way, I've... Now, now the eggnog's gone. About to be up later. I'm going to need more energy because of the stupid time change next week. Next week, live streamer, people. It's going to be an hour later because Dan's time zone sucks. No, 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 um,
1: no, no. no. Dan's time zone is awesome you already said earlier on the GAC stream that you wish you had the same thing don't say it sucks you want it and that's why you're dogging it whatever <laughs> um I'm looking at the website because I've always wanted to just tell you all where to go to get the coffee but Ojo is uh you can get it at ojocoffee.com so go check it out yeah they got some. They got some awesome stuff on there. I'm just looking through all their different coffees right now. They got one called Hoodwinked. I'm kind of curious if you inspired that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Very funny. Very funny. No, ser- seriously, good coffee though. Uh, hi- highly, highly recommend it. Um, super good. Awesome. Um, indeed. So, let's do this hey boys hey boys do you have any tips for us less experienced players
1: so uh I got a very big big tip here I'm sure you do very big tip
2: <laughs> alright
1: Hey, bring it back I here. had to figure where out what sounder I
2: was going to play for this and what sounder I was going to play for the next thing that we're going to talk about we got a lot of stuff to talk about so light side territory battle we want to give you guys a little bit of a rundown since that is going on give you a few Few big tips to help you guys out and rock this uh, this LSTB that is going on. Um, before we talk about teams, team comps, some of that sort of stuff, I, I want to mention, like, stress how important this is. The cam territory is one or two super easy stars. Like, knock out the south and get to the cam territory. Give yourself. Two days on cam territory to get three stars there because those are really cheap stars to buy, especially if you're in that 200 million guild range. Uh, check it out, and if you can, knock out the south, get one star there just so you can give yourself two days on the cam mission and two days to knock that thing out. You know, approach one star as close as you can, and then on the final day, knock it out. Uh, because those are some of the cheapest stars on the TB map. What do you think about the uh, the TB strats? I like our TB strats.
1: Stars? I mean, honestly, when we weren't doing it this way the first few times, we weren't being efficient. So if no. you don't know what the strat is, you should check it out because uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, good info uh, on our... On the podcast is where we talked about this because we've been able to do a lot with what we have, and uh, even lower guild lower g p. guilds than ours are going to find the same amount of success. You might may not get to the same star levels on certain ones, but you'll be able to progress further than you would if you just tried to push through everyone every day so and having two days for the cam mission for a lot of uh for our guild at least is very helpful.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. oh, no, no doubt. Um, because the remodding is uh terrible. Um, so our strategy this time, uh, we're shooting for I think twenty three stars. Um, three, two, three in phase one. So we're going to go ahead and knock out that middle spot. We missed it by four million last we time. We were
1: so freaking close last time. Yeah, we should be able to so. three star. Uh. All of the first spots this time around, hopefully. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's that's the goal. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but in order to do well in territory battle, you have to know your squads. You have to know which ones you're going to use, um, and where where you're going to use them. So let's let's talk about that. Um, first squad I want to talk about is my favorite TB squad and my favorite GAC defense at the moment. RJT droids and Vethon you do have some various options for RJT but RJT is absolutely fabulous she's great in uh, the slice one middle and south slice two south those three territories are where she absolutely shines she's also fantastic in slice four middle um slice four middle very very good is the RJT. Um do you use your RJT at all?
1: My everyone in my RJT team is gear twelve besides Vet Han, so I don't use them that often.
0: Hmm. Okay. But I can always
1: field four teams and slice one without using RJT, so yeah. Granted, I don't do the special mission.
2: But yeah. Uh, Gotcha. Um, so that team, I, I actually have a video about that on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash shadow or pod. Uh, you can go back, check that out. It is pretty solid. It's really great team. Um, once it starts going, it just kind of does its thing. It's about the speed on the droids. It's about some potency on Veteran Han to do that AOE ability block, which is absolutely nasty. And then just gaining a lot of turn meter. And they are great at just burning people down because of all of the... Exposes. Um, Fire Espresso, it is RJT, Vet Han, and uh, BB8, R2D2, and C3PO. Um, the only thing is, of course, C3PO is great with Padme and CLS as well, but I think RJT is the best squad. Um, you know, it benefits most from C3PO because it turns it into a uh, squad to a squad that absolutely wrecks. Um, So, I I do highly recommend that squad. Nice. Speaking of CLS, that's another squad that's quite good. Uh, CLS is kind of interesting because you have Luke, you have Chewie, you have Han. That is the main core. If you have Backpack Chewie, obviously highly recommended. Rolo can be pretty good. I've got video about that on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, Those multi-hits very good for taking out the B1s and the B2s.
1: I am super stoked that now that I have everyone on my Rebel team uh, Relict to give this team a try. Yes. Because for the longest time I didn't have Han or Chupio Relict, oh, but yeah. between the last I one and this I one I now have them Relict. Yeah, so that's
2: going to be nasty. It's fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, this team is absolutely spectacular especially in Slice three middle. There are double B twos and this team really shines there because they're constantly doing their AOE, which is just a suicide mission. Um, (laughs) I believe there's also the double B twos in the middle of slice two. Um, Very, very, very solid stuff. You have a lot of options for filler characters in this team, which is something else I like. Uh, You can use C-3PO, you can use Rolo, you can use R2-D2. Mon Mothma is another one who's actually pretty good. Adding in another Rebel actually helps. Um, Plus, there's some heals and that sort of stuff. She can't do the revives, but she is pretty solid. Um, Captain Han's eh, uh, but Backpack Chewy and 3PO are the two that I would most highly recommend if you have them. Um as a great squad. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it.
1: i s I'm really glad that I've Chupio relic now. That dude is ridiculously awesome.
2: He is super fun. Yeah. Um The Blind. The AoE blind is great. Um y- you know, all the all the basics, especially with three PO and you get the exposes.
1: You know, good stuff. I just got Uh, my mind just wandered like it often does blind is such an awesome debuff. And you remember all those episodes we used to do back in the day of what debuffs would we like to see in the game? Isn't it cool that some of these ones we talked about so long ago are actually in this game. Now they're not prevalent. Blind isn't a big debuff that a lot of people can do like marked and you know, whatever the, the one with the fire.
2: burning burning.
1: yeah there's so many debuffs that are like character specific but yeah they are in the game a lot of the ones we have are in the game now
0: Yep.
1: except Uh, for force taunts force taunts are not in the game yet please make that a thing
2: well they are in ships
1: they are in ships yes that is correct good call I forgot all about that not a character thing yet though
2: yep Um, it would be nice to get that um so yeah, a lot of good options there on the CLS. Next squad is the 501st, specifically clones. Obviously, Shock T clones great for getting cam. It's the only way to cam up. Uh, but Cam, and Anjoranic, and Skywalker are both absolutely fantastic with Jedi, Galactic Republic, or the 501st. Like Shock T and Anjoranic and Skywalker are just so versatile in this territory battle. It's ridiculous. Which leads me to because yeah, it's like GMP. Okay,
1: hit me up. Let's go. What you got?
2: Who do you like with your five hundred first better, Shock T or Joe Anakin Skywalker?
1: That is hard to answer because I've never had Jedi Knight Luke in the lightside territory battle. So, um, I kind of like gas with Jedi Knight Luke, which means I'll probably end up using Shock T with the five hundred first instead okay. of using Shock T with. Galactic Republic, which is fine because in my Galactic Republic, I can now use C3PO instead of Shock T. So oh, everything right. is starting to twirl okay. around for me to make better teams like because it. of what I've geared for uh, Best Mando and for uh, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. So
2: it's amazing how one edition can change all of your teams. Everything starts so like drastic. flipping
1: around and you can get more teams than you had before because now you can, yep. I can kind of. Pull. I can start working towards a second Jedi team if I really if I wanted to, st- to start diverting gear after uh, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker right? because now with Jedi Knight Luke, you know, you can kind of you've got a set team and then you got a little extra Jedi where you're like well, where, am gonna where am I going to put Bastila? Where am mm-hmm. I going to put, you know these other Jedi that are good but don't make the cut, you know of course, so.
2: And, yeah, I'm... Man, I have mixed feelings. I'm not sure who I like better. Um, I, Now that my Gas is Relic 8, I think I would pref- I think him with the 501st would be my best team, but I like Shark Gas so much better with other teams that a lot of times I don't even use my 501st anymore. Um, well, the good news is you never have to worry about
1: uh, it in the zone where there's the Ahsoka gas. That's one, true. because then you yep. automatically have Shakti in there and the only thing you have to worry about then is who are you throwing in in Padme's spot on Galactic Republic yep that's which begs the question who do you throw in there
2: well that does lead us to a good point and that's a, it's a sh-
1: we're, we're running in circles in our thoughts here but I don't remember who else I put anime. in there so I think I might put it, Clone Sergeant, actually, because I really do like him under Padme.
2: With Padme? Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not sure how much I would like that because he, I think he has some, oh no, he has terminal reduction, never mind. Um, Clone Sergeant, pretty good. Um, I, I like his kit. Always been a little underrated on on the kit. Not a lot of use for it, it doesn't seem like, but it's a good kit. Um, so, Padme, it kind of depends on where you want to use her. She's She has her own special mission, which is that's very important. And then the other spot where I think it is critical to use her um, or that she really kind of shines is in the Slice to South. Um, that is the mission I think you almost always run into Bugs, but there she does need C-3PO. C-3PO, that is the mission where he can actually use all of his courage. Um, so... If you want to use all of the courage from C3PO with Padme, you need to make sure you can use him on a mission where you have, you know, one of those special abilities like the ATTE cannon, uh, because that stuff is pretty solid and you can just nuke people with it. Um, as for the special mission, I'm not that crazy about C3PO with Padme. I much prefer Shock T. I don't think I've. Ever lost? Maybe I lost last time. I can't remember. Um, Padme with Shock T is freaking money in that special mission. Uh, Primarily with Shock T being fast, call in Padme, get pup, and you can kind of keep the pup going, which is obviously crucial. Um, I mean, you have other options that you can go with, but you, you know, with Padme uh Kenobi Anakin and ahsoka being the uh, you, you know kind of the core four, and then you of course have Shock T or um shock t c three p o r two d two uh Germanic and Skywalker you have some other characters that are decent that will work with Padme, but just maybe not optimal so um kind of depends on what you want to use her for. Yep. What do you think,
1: Padme? I almost always use Padme as as easy uh, mission wave clears. I don't. I'm not big on special missions and worrying about those so much as I'm not in the area of GP. Like we've been playing the same the same lot, same amount of time. I don't finish in the arena like you do, and it, this is where like arena really shows where people are as far as accounts go. Yes. Cause I'm at 5.8 million. True. I have a really good core to get that 5.8 million. I don't gear up things. I don't need to like the ones that are geared need to be geared and the ones that don't just sit until they need to be geared. But right. because of that fact, I don't always have the teams to fill random missions. And so I don't really do special missions as so much as try to get the wave clears to get our
2: right, which is far more. Important. Yeah.
1: So, like, if we meet our goals, then I will focus more on on special missions and things like that, as opposed to just trying to complete waves. But,
2: but you're getting close to the point. Like having enough Jedi, which is going to be our next topic. Um, <laughs> I just I know, was just
1: trolling the chat. I was looking at it and I just really wish this dude was at a point where you could use him in. uh,
2: Yeah.
1: It used him in the Lightset territory battle. But my cam, I have him. I've, how long ago did we unlock cam?
2: Uh, long time ago, few, right? A few months ago. A couple of months. Yeah. Mine's
1: not even activated because I just. I'm not going to use him, right? Yeah. So,
2: totally
1: fair. I don't know. It's just. I don't know. You get to the point where you just got to go for what you can, especially in Light Side Territory Battle. Light Side Territory Battle's always been the one where it's hard to gauge because it's so hard. That's true. And, and here's a good thing. Here's it, People might not think this is a good thing or didn't from when it came out. Lightside Territory Battle is one of those PvE game modes that has stayed relevant since it came out.
2: Oh, yeah, well, that's three because... months
1: later. It's not a walk through the park, yeah. even dark side territory battle at this point is still we have a, still haven't maxed it out, even though we're close, but light side territory battle is one of those game modes that was the built to really well. yeah the, it was built to last more than a year, yes. whether it lasts two years, I don't no. think it well, it probably will it probably won't be maxing it, but it'll be easier. It's just weird to think this far past it that it actually has been a good game mode just even though it sucked when it came out.
2: I, I thought it was amazing when it came out, but I was on an island by myself. You usually that's are. That's okay. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, So I want to talk about Jedi and splitting them up specifically for people that have the Lukes, uh, Jedi Knight Luke and Jedi Master Luke. Um. Because two, two of them are really solid. Jedi Master Luke. This is actually kind of where his ultimate becomes pretty good. Is in this territory battle. Uh, being able to alternate those. Makes a huge difference. Makes your turn, team go much faster. You can control cooldowns of the opposing enemies. Um, I'm not sure why I said opposing enemies. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's like saying irregardless. But it's beside the point. Um with Luke you do want a healer that is one thing I figured out because he does not have a lot of healing himself you need to put something with him uh, like a Hermit Yoda something else I really like is Ezra uh, Ezra can call him and give him some nice pup which is pretty solid stuff and then you know you have Jedi Knight Luke um, this aside from the Jedi Knight Raven squad that I talked about forever that still really good. only needed Luke Joe- it's still very still good, very good. and leaves you another and team it entirely relies on Joe Lee being geared up really well. And it can carry. you know, a relic Joe Lee can carry a gear 12 Old Republic Jedi squad very well to um, like
1: at the very least one out of four in most rounds. Yeah. if I he's gear, if he's four, relic pretty and, consistently with that squad, yeah.
2: Like, it's good. It's got some serious potential. It's but crazy to think that there are better. I Jedi. keep
1: saying that. It's crazy to think. Anyways, Joe Lee was built in a way that he can be a tank as a healer. Yes. And that yeah. simple fact is what makes him be able to carry that team. He's a hoss. He's just ridiculous sure. with the amount of protection and health he can get. Anyway, sorry. Um, I did the, the no, Sangria's no, getting no, to right.
2: me. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so here's what I'm going to do this time. I'm going to... I can't decide if I want to pair Jolie or Hermit Yoda with uh, Jedi Master Luke. But Jedi Knight Luke, I am most certainly using um, Jedi Knight Luke with Jedi Knight Revan and Old Ben. The three of those together are a great core because of the mirror reduction and the block. Um, it is really, really solid stuff. Um, they, that those kits just pair really nicely together. Um, and then of course Grand Master Luke Skywalker. You need some damage with him. That is the big downfall to him, is you do need a good damage dealer, uh, like, you know, either Jedi Knight Luke or preferably General Anakin Skywalker or um This is where I like to put Master Yoda. <laughs> yes.
1: This is why I moved uh, Shakti to the 501st to throw gas underneath uh, Genonite Luke, because gas under the Genonite good Luke decision. is ridiculous. And Shakti yep. can lead the clones to a lot, if you have her geared, and you should, for, for the sure. cam mission. So, I mean, it all ends up, it's cyclical, and it works out.
2: I agree. That word was hard I to say. no issue way. with that whatsoever. I almost muffed it. Cyclical? No.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Words. Um so yeah, your your Jedi you can really pair him up so many different ways, but if you're using Grand uh yeah, Grandmaster Grandmaster Yoda, <laughs> so many random games. Uh, I know. You want to pair him with Joe Lee, I think, just because he is so squishy, he will most likely die, but he is a hoss. Um but he will need to, you know, be revived. So um, you need to figure out what's going to be your revive squad, Uh, you you know, and kind of make sure you have a solid healer on one squad and a reviver on the other, Um, you know, pairing those up, mixing them up a little bit seems to be pretty important if you're actually trying to four out of four with two different squads. So uh, I think I will be using Jedi Master Luke Skywalker with gas, Bastila, Ezra, and then, I think I'll go Shock T because she does have the health and protection recovery. And then Jedi Knight Luke with Revan, Jolie, Old Ben, and Hermit Yoda.
1: I like it. That seems like a winning formula. Here's the question: Hope Where so. do you theory crafting here? Does Cam fit into any of this? Do you think he's a Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, or not Jedi Master? Let's say Jedi Knight Luke's. Do you think he's a Jedi Knight Luke guy, or do you think he's the Jedi Knight Revan guy?
2: Hell, I don't know. Not sure. Haven't used him much. I, I don't. Really <laughs> I obviously his, have not yeah, used I, him at have, all, so I've forgotten more about him than I ever knew. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah
1: i I know he has stances, kind of like CLS. I remember talking about that. That's about it.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about it. But um, the final LSTB thing that we want to talk about is the General Kenobi mission in Slice Three Middle. Um, this is a mission that you should be able to get three out of four pretty easily with, and that is, of course, with using uh, the what is it Galactic Republic Jedi that you have to use uh, with a General Kenobi lead. So General Kenobi is an absolute hoss. General Anakin Skywalker, hoss in this thing. You had me confused. Like, those for a two second. characters are amazing. I, I don't, I don't know. know. I was I thinking,
1: thinking of the Slice 2 mission with him and the clones, and I was like, wait a minute.
2: With who in the clones? Gen-
1: General Kenobi. You know, Slice 2 has the mission with General Kenobi, Cody, and uh
2: oh, Who's the other one? Clone yeah, Sergeant? South. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So
1: little distinction there he's talking about the galactic republic jedi mission in middle slice 3 for a jk gk lead cuz i you don't really think about gk lead often but here you are with the galactic uh, galactic republic jedi mission so go ahead and say what you're going to say cuz now it's more it's clearer for people like me that are okay muddled
2: <laughs> um So, your Galactic Republic Jedi, General Kenobi lead is a pretty solid lead for this one. It is what I highly recommend. Um, And, of course, General Kenobi's lead is Jedi and clone allies have the 30% max health and 70% additional defense. After Jedi uses a team healing special ability, all allies at full health are called to assist, dealing 50% less damage. Um, It's really, really solid for... um, Taking out B1s, B2s. So if you can use uh, General Kenobi lead, Ahsoka is amazing because her special counts as a heal. Um, I don't recommend Yoda because he will die and there won't be a way to bring him back. Um, Shock T, pretty solid. Barris, pretty solid. Um, Anakin, pretty solid. Uh, you know, you have a lot of options here, but I do think that General Kenobi, General Anakin Skywalker, and Ahsoka should be your core three. Then, you know, after that, mixing in, um, you know, uh, Barris or. Um, oh, who is the other one? I can't remember the other one that I mentioned. Hold on. Let me look. Let me look. Uh... I don't know why... won't let me sort by Galactic Republic Jedi. Um, Shock T. That was the other one I was thinking of. But the only problem is you then have to be sorting out with, uh, you know, that cam mission. So, if you plan on using her with the General Kenobi, make sure it's not overlapping there. But she's pretty solid. So, yeah. That pretty much covers, um... GMP is not here to talk while I yawn. So I'm yawning into the mic. I apologize for you podcast listeners. I really do. Um, So that that's my general strategy on that mission. I think that, ho- hopefully that gives you guys some pretty good advice uh, for maybe setting up some teams and working through some of these combat missions and hopefully hitting some PRs on... Uh, combat mission waves completed. Let us know if you found this helpful or anything of the sort. GMP, yes, you're back. I'm here.
1: I never left. Um, what are you talking about?
2: Uh, man, I had to yawn, and I had to yawn. Really <laughs> I heard loudly it into the. Mic. I still had my headphones Just... on.
1: Okay. There's always there. So, I I mean, I, I was off doing something else you, for a moment, and all I heard was. Barris, and all I wanted to say into a microphone that wasn't in front of my face was Barris is one of those characters that you don't think of often, that can be very good for some of those Jedi missions. Yeah, but yeah,
2: yep, yeah, she 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 good. She's also good with Padme. The way she stacks up all that, uh, all the pup, pretty solid. (laughs) Um, but I I was going to ask you to tell everyone. I mean, you don't want to hear a yawn. But if you're going to have to record a yawn, you might as well have a good sounding yawn. Right?
1: <laughs> At least for
2: everyone out there.
1: Th- shout out to our sponsors, Blue Microphones, because when wink yawns, you hear it in high definition, right? Like everything that comes through, we work with the Spark SLs, and they are amazing XLR mics that you can hear uh, really crisp, really great audio. Uh, so when wink yawns constantly, because I keep them up really late, Uh, to do the podcast, you get to hear everything in, in high def. So that's the good thing about Blue Microphones. All their stuff is extremely good quality, whether using an XLR, whether you're using their USB microphones, they have the type of microphones that works for you. You don't have to have the expert setup to be able to use expert microphones because they have USB microphones, they have USB microphones, they have everything that you need. On top of that, they have all the accessories that you need. If you have an XLR microphone, they have the cords to make that work. They also have the compass boom arm that works great for every single one of their microphones. Some of them you have to find just the right way to set it up and it, uh, it, it, once you get it working, it's perfectly, I say that as if it's hard. All of their stuff comes with the stuff you need to make it happen. So don't think you have to go watching a DIY video by Wink on his YouTube channel. You It's going to come out right there in the package, and you'll know how to use it. So if you go check out uh, Blue Microphone stuff, you're going to find something you like if you're looking for a microphone or sound equipment. So if you want to do that, if you want to check out Blue Microphones, go down to crew.bluemike.com slash S-O-Pod that's crew.bluemike.com slash S-O-Pod if you go there you can search through uh, all of Blue Microphone's wonderful products and find something that will get the job done the way that you want it to and you can always find something really good in your price range so go check that out if you have the time if you're looking for the stuff they got you covered
2: indeed Um and man, that was a good segue into the blue microphones, but I'm gonna jump back on the segue and travel to our next destination.
1: Back on topic. We're talking about Roadhead. Oh, road ahead. Sorry.
2: We're talking about Roadhead, really? Road ahead! <laughs> <laughs> and yes, My favorite our is. segue has a horn. Um all right, dude. What what are we discussing here? All right,
1: so the final uh, the final content. What is the word I'm looking for? The final topic. topic. That's the word. Topic the final topic the word of the night for. is uh, the GAC topic for eight hundred. Alex. <laughs> yeah, a, oh, that made me sad. I miss Alex. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that.
2: Hey, my, my boy, my boy is going to be hosting some uh, Jeopardy. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers? Right. Yeah. Really? He's hosting like 10 episodes or something. That's crazy.
1: That'd be interesting.
2: That dude loves Jeopardy.
1: Well, oh, I guess it makes sense that he'd be the host then. Um Yeah, we're going to talk about the road ahead which is going into the month of Is it March when this starts? March 10th? Is that when it is? Uh, it's it's, was, no, it's no, it's not March 10th because no, no, no. it's March 12th. March? Why did I think it was the beginning of March right now?
2: Yeah, you're broken. Sangria
1: okay. is delicious from Costco. Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> GAC is coming up. Uh, 3v3. We know for a fact the next one is 3v3. So we wanted to get into it because this GAC, GAC is ending and we're going into the next one. So let's talk about what's different, what's changing. We've got all these uh, Galactic Legends that people are unlocking Unlocking like wink with uh Sith Eternal Emperor uh some a lot of people got JKL recently uh there's a lot of things going on as far as 3v3 goes and we want to do what we like to do and that's make some lists right so we're going to talk about favorite defense squads favorite offense squads most overrated squads most underrated squads it's uh that's that's we like to make lists, so we made some lists. And then on top of that, we have also want to check the 3v3 meta just to kind of give you an idea of what the top five defense teams and what the top five offense teams
2: are. Indeed.
1: All right. Well, I've got it pulled up. I had it ready, the meta. So okay. I've got the attack phases up. I'm going to pull it up on the, the podcast here. Or not the podcast, the stream. There it is. All right, here we go. So... In fact, in GAC season fourteen was three v three, and we're going to look at what the top offense meta squads were. And it's kind of, well, it's like actually it. kind of surprising that the top five does not include a GL as far as offense goes.
2: Right? Um, that that's kind of surprising.
1: I mean, there are a lot of good teams, but I would think that, like, since Kylo can solo most things. You would think he would be
2: in there. That's true. Um,
1: And he might be. All of these squads are three-man squads, so I don't know if undersized squads actually show up in their meta report.
2: Uh, Should, I would think. Isn't
1: that weird, though? I've never seen an undersized squad show up in a meta report on this website. Let's go look at 5v5. Anything undersized? No.
2: uh, uh, Let's see. I'm not sure how to look up.
1: I don't think oh, uh, I don't think undersized show up on. Oh, those.
2: I see what you're saying. Um, mm, I don't know. I, I think I don't think most people undersize stuff though, so I don't think that's much of an issue. I don't um, know
1: why they wouldn't. I mean, I'm I'm with you on this boat. Do you get the? You okay. get all your points in under squad.
2: So I actually disagree. So. That is the one thing about my strategy. It changes dramatically from 5v5 to 3v3. 5v5, I do focus heavily on undersized squads. I use a lot of them constantly. But you have less battles. Um, you, You have less battles, and there's more points to make up by going undersized. When you move to 3v3... There is less of a point differential you can have, like, a bad battle in 3v3. You're not losing as many points as in, like, a poor battle, you know, if we're assuming one-shot in 5v5. Um, So, that changes things. And it makes 3v3 more important to make sure you one-shot everything. One-shotting is the top key... like. A lot of times, I can screw up twice on offense, and I can still win even if somebody one shots my entire defense. But that's because I undersize and I score a lot of banners on a lot of other battles, and I can make up for those points. I can't do that in three v three. Yeah, like, that one shot. When you start going
1: into this, uh, that's I completely saw where you're going because three v three is already sized The game was built around five v five, so you're already running right. undersquat undersquised undersized and to think <laughs> that like a Wampa Han team or Slicker on his own is the is the rule and not the exception is kind of ridiculous. So I get that yeah. in 3v3 for sure. Showing, not having undersized in the 5x5 five five meta is weird though. But yeah. You know. So I don't know. what What is the top 5 full team meta though? Do you have it pulled up?
2: Um yeah, are we just talking uh meta squad No top uh, five
1: talking... meta attacks and top five meta defense from the last j c and then we'll go into our list.
2: We talk about attack or defense first. Attack first. Or we do Then both. we'll do defense. Okay. So these are the top squads uh based on win percentage, and they have considerable usage for both of them. Um the top one is Jedi Knight Revan, Grandmaster Yoda, and Joe Lee. That is a team, that is a three-man squad that is fantastic in 5v5. Highly recommend using it. It can beat a lot of stuff. So, it's no doubt that that is actually pretty solid in 3v3. They have less stuff to kill. There's less stuff to kill them. Um, any squad that's good as a three-man squad in 5v5 is, of course, going to be good in 3v3. So, not surprising. Second squad. Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker, Hermit Yoda, and Old Ben. This is a really good squad too. um, Um, Because you generally have a faster character like Hermit Yoda who can uh, make Luke go early, get out his debuffs, and then, I mean, good luck.
1: um, This is a team that I'm going to have to use. Um, Simply because I just got Old Ben to Gear 13 this week. I have not used Jedi Knight, Luke, in 3v3. So... Seeing this squad comp on this list is actually very helpful, so I'm gonna have to give this yep. one a try. Because I did, I would yep. have had no idea what to use with my Jedi Knight Luke, but the you see that 95.1 percent win rate. So
2: yeah, they and they can be a lot of almost stuff. ten
1: thousand um, battles seen with that team, so that's a pretty good number. Y-
2: you know the the speed change from Luke's leader ability is crazy. It affects so many squads that, and then you got the termier reduction and ability block from Old Ben. Pretty solid stuff. Um, the next one is going to be again no surprise, dude. The Sith trio.
1: Can't wait for a list. The Sith trio. I'm like that's not even the Sith. They're tr- monsters. Oh no, I'm looking at the next one. Yeah, that the Sith Triumphant almost built for three v three. They are like the penultimate uh, 3v3 team.
2: No doubt. Um, And the next one is going to be Darth Revan, Basilashan, and HK47. Pretty solid stuff. Um, I'm not sure what else you would do with them. I mean, like they're great. You can, of course, stick Malak with them. Uh, which is probably what I would say. Yeah, do I was gonna because, say it's weird
1: that it's not a malik um, in that HK spot. But I mean Malik so solos is, so many things in 3v3, that's probably why that's and not And I there. think that's
2: why. However, like Malik gets a significant boost in three V three. Like most counters to Malik, you know, aside from Joannick and Skywalker, I mean They require a full squad of characters, like five characters each doing their part to take him down, because of the way he recovers and all of that sort of stuff. Like Darth Revan, Bastila, and Malak is freaking amazing on defense. Like, well, um, it's it's funny because
1: even like almost if you could set a team without setting a full team, almost setting a Malak alone on defense would be worth it. Besides not missing out yep. on banners, which is why it's—if it, yep. it was allowed, it That's would be uh, detrimental. But him just sitting there by himself in three v three would still require a, a a big squad, and then you would save yourself Darth Revan and Bad Scylla. Um. All
2: right, so the next squad. <sighs> I'm shocked that this is an attack squad because every time I use it I do not have great success.
1: I'm more it. surprised at the comp
2: to be honest. I'm not because That's not the comp. This is I on run. my list and of favorite defense teams. And it's funny because it's on De- my list of favorite team is, offense teams and it's not this comp. Interesting. Oh, okay. Can't wait to hear what <laughs> that is. But uh RJT BBA NC3PO um like there's just there's a lot of turn meter gain, you know it goes early, like the two droids it's hard to get out in front of them uh, all the extra exposes the way that c three p o calls them both in there's a lot going on there, and it you know it quickly gets out translate and the Intel buff to everybody on the squad and the the team is like pretty much a juggernaut it is super super awesome. I'm a big fan of them together.
1: Yeah, that's I I see why it's good. I personally like to use C3PO other places. Okay, so I
2: I I'm interested to have this conversation here (laughs) because that's part of the reason why I put him with her is because I don't know where else to put him. So, um. Alright, let's move along to the top five defense hold percentage. Um, and it's going to be no surprise that the top three are Galactic Legends. I say top three. Uh, two of the top three are just different comps of the same Galactic Legend. Number one is Bastila, Jedi, uh, Master Luke Skywalker, and Watt Tambor. Obviously, you get the protection recovery, taunt buff on Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. He keeps recovering the protection up. On top of the extra protection he's
1: getting from Badstilla. It's
2: it's ridiculous. It's forty-five point five
1: percent hold rate. And that doesn't seem great, but it is the top. So pretty good. And the next closest is six percent lower. Like it's a ridiculous difference team.
2: Yep. Now, I will say this team has a Very, 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 very serious weakness. Do you remember what that weakness is?
1: I think you are going to... I think from what I remember you saying, it was C somehow. It was C. Didn't you want C to be able to get through this team?
2: Oh, no, no, no. No. Uh, I, 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 I was thinking letter C, not... S E E. Oh, I got you. Okay. No, um, that I wanted him to actually get through Ray, which is the next two on this list. But this Jedi Master Luke team is very susceptible to getting nuked by a solo slicker. (laughs) Um, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren can solo this team very easily, no effort done whatsoever, because Jedi Master Luke removes turn meter, stacks. Health and protection on Slicker and you'll basically just ramp up your damage until you wipe everybody out there's there is I, I don't know that a decently modded Slicker can lose to this team and you literally don't need anyone else it's just solo Kylo because this team cannot kill it this team holds because it cannot be killed um So, of course, use the character that has the ultimate ramping damage and that can basically literally nuke anything if given enough time. Makes it pretty easy. Yep. So, if you don't have Slicker, this team is a serious issue.
1: Going for Slicker as my first GL was the best decision I ever made because it's kind of ridiculous the utility he has.
2: Yeah, he's great. Yeah, still, still the best galactic legend in my opinion. I agree. Um, all right. So next is Ray. We have two different comps of Ray, both right there around thirty nine percent. I would probably Rey run the first the res- one
1: over the second one just so I didn't split up teams. I would too. But
2: um, Ray with Resistance Bros, and then Ray with Han and Chewie. Now. And you see, if you look at the scene
1: number, there's almost 3,000, 3,500 more of the right. Chewy, uh Han variation than the uh, Resistance Bros. variation. But they all both have less than a percentage, hold percentage between them. So you're not losing out um, much on not having Han and Chewie in there as opposed to Resistance Bros. Actually, you're not losing out because according to these stats, you get a percentage better hold with the resistance bros. But you're not breaking up a, the CLS team by doing this.
2: Right. But I think CLS has other options you could backfill into that squad. And Han really screws up so many counters for that squad. That's the reason I actually, I would prefer the squad with Han and Chewie. Because he can stop Watt, he can stop Thrawn, he can stop these characters that are almost essential to taking down Array in 3v3. And this is why as I, I them to go for Sith Eternal Emperor. Well, his opening stuns guaranteed.
1: Right, but not against the person you want it on.
2: Well, that's true. But, in 3v3... <laughs> way better percentage. 33% chance, yeah. So, um... You know, and a lot of times, like if you use slicker, what, thrawn, or something like that, I mean, there are some comps where no matter, no matter who's is, stunned, I mean, you're when the third of your squad stunned, yeah. yeah, it can really screw up your team. So that is why I do think that's the better. I think that is the better defense. I think that is why it's used more. Um, it, the you know, the whole percentage is slightly less, but I, I do think it is. I think it can counter better squads than the other team can, so, um, yeah. And then fourth, as the first non galactic legend, is the squad we just talked about: Darth Raven, Basla, and Malak. Because Malak is stupid in three v three, insanely. Yeah, if
1: you're gonna put Malak on defense, this is where you want him.
2: Oh it's yeah. just nasty monster. Yeah, it's great. I think. I mean, if, if you have a decent roster for having enough offense and this isn't like your absolutely best squad, stick it on defense and just make people deal with it because, yeah, it's it's super good.
1: Yeah, this is a Love team I, that definitely goes on my 3 3 defense every time. Love nice. this team.
2: All right. So this next one, I'm kind of surprised it has as high of a hold percentage as it does at 20, 27%.
1: 20,000 people seen in GAC, it's season insane. 14.
2: CLS, Backpack, Chewy, and C-3PO. I am really surprised.
1: Yeah, that's not even a comp I have thought about. But it is also not... I don't know. Not surprising? Team goes a lot. And... It does. Getting a the... Ex- Expose With all of those times they go It's just decimating In 3v3 Yeah
2: uh, I'm I'm kind of tempted to try it out Um I'm going to be looking
1: over this list that On my first round of the 3v3 And checking out some of these teams yeah, That sure. aren't going to totally Dehabilitate my My roster but also Can be good holds that I don't have to worry about Needing them for offense
2: Yep So for sure. Yeah. Pretty Because Han and Chewie can take out a lot of stuff by themselves or just stick them with some other leader ability that's decent, like Akbar or whatever. Or if you have Ray,
1: um, this is a total. Or if you have having Ray, these two teams on defense together
2: makes a, a lot of sense. I, I kind of I wonder how much that plays into that CLS squad being so widely used on defense. Because they don't I have mean, the. It is, the
1: Han and the Chewbacca now to put with them.
2: I mean there's an eight thousand differential between that race one and that CLS one, but hey, you know. uh, It makes sense to me. And they're both at the top, which means
1: they probably correlate to the use between the two of them. So Yep. Yep. Alright, let's get to these lists.
2: All right, let's get to the list. I think I wrote this and you
1: didn't. Oh no, you got lists on well, you got one on the first one. I'm doing it as we go. What's the first top three list we're gonna do?
2: The first top three list we are going to do is favorite defensive squads. Very exciting stuff, I think. We'll see. And and this is defense. All right. So what is your first? All one? right. So
1: I'll give you my three, and then you will do your three. How's that? That we don't.
2: Okay. Sounds good.
1: So my first one is Gas, Echo, and Arc Okay. I love this team because it leaves you. Uh, something we'll get to with offense squads. But Gas, Echo, and Arc Trooper really screw up people. At least they do in my bracket. Um, okay. And it leaves two perfectly tailored clones to go with shock tea, While leaving two um, that work really well with
2: Gas. I want to push back on this one a little bit. So, kind of the same way that Malak gets a huge buff in 3v3, Gas gets a nerf in 3v3. And that's because you still you have 10 turns to take down only 2 characters before he stands up for the final time to where he can kill Gas. Um, he gets bonuses for the number of 501st allies that he has. Um, so, he does get a nerf. I'm not saying it's bad on defense, but I do want people to be aware that... If you are considering running this squad, it's not the same General Anakin Skywalker that you would have in 5v5 just because he does lose a lot of those bonuses and things that do help make him super good.
1: This is almost one of those ones that works both for this list and our next list for me.
2: That's true. Yeah, I agree.
1: Since I use it on defense, I put it on the defense list, but it is a great offense team as well.
2: Yes. Oh, no question.
1: Yeah. Uh, number two. It's a great team. Number two is the one that we talked about in the meta, yeah. and that is Darth Revan, Batsila, Malak. I always set this team yeah. on defense. Batsila and Darth Revan are gear 12 for me, but I have a Relic 5 Malak, and that Relic 5 Malak is all I need in that team because it's nasty. And we talked about all the reasons with that for that in the meta, so I'll move to my last one. And this one's not okay. used as often. I like to use it because it doesn't really hurt me at all to use. Uh, that is a nest or sorry. Newt Gun, newt gunray lead nest Django. I like it's, it. It's dirty on defense. Yeah.
2: I know it's a freaking amazing team. Totally agree. 100%. No doubt about it. Um, uh, that'll, I'll just use that as a segue into one of mine. And that is separatist. Um, Newt lead with Dooku, Django, nest. Like, those last three, you can mix in however you want. Yeah, it's... Um, that newt lead is absolutely great. And then, you know, if you have Django with a crit immunity, you, or damage immunity starting off the bat, you have Dooku with, you, you know, all the counters and the debuffs and everything. He's annoying in 3v3. Yeah. Um, you have some options there to kind of mix that team in uh, i love all of the separatists and then of course nest fits in can really fit in anywhere yeah um it's
1: crazy how he works in there uh,
2: i'm i'm gonna talk about nest later though so all right um uh another one that i mentioned earlier rjt bb8 c3po that one's always done really good for me and uh On defense, I do think I mix it up a little bit because R2-D2 ends up being a character I don't really use at all. And I may swap 3PO for R2-D2. While I don't think it's as good of a squad, I do like the idea of having 3PO to put somewhere else. Something else. Backpack Chewie. Um, Backpack Chewie can be pretty good with uh, BB-8. You know, still a droid. You still get some exposed. It's not quite as good if you don't have C3PO or R2 in there. But, you know, that is something that you could try um, if you don't know where to put your BPC. Um, and the next defensive team that I love, and I'm not saying these are, like, the best defense teams. These are our favorite defensive teams. And these are ones that I've had a lot of success with. And I, I put one on here, but I want to talk about the faction as a whole, and that's Sisters. <laughs> um This is how I split my very interchangeable
1: for very good teams.
2: Um, My favorite two comps, though, are Asajj Ventress with Spirit and Daka. It is a stun machine. um, AV on basic, special on Spirit, and then you have the double stun from Daka on basic. Uh, This is a team that is annoying. It can stun lock you into oblivion. Um, And Saws is another separatist that you could use if you wanted to build a separatist stun lock team. You could also do that. Um uh, the other uh Night Sister squad is, of course, and I love watching people fail against this because it happens every JC. Somebody screws up against it, and it is Mother Talzin, Zombie, and Night Sister Acolyte.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Acolyte hidden behind zombie is has always the been worst. the worst in 3v3.
2: And you you need to mod Acolyte properly. She needs to have a lot of health, she needs to have a lot of crit chance uh because she has what is it? Um she has plus 25% crit chance, but she recovers 40% health on each critical hit. Um and then she's got her special where she gains turn meter on a critical hit. Um god she can be annoying because of the health recovery and everything like it, she can be almost impossible to get to if you don't have a very strong aoe even just having an aoe in there is not good enough you have to have a strong aoe to take her out it is <laughs> Tyfire fire espresso says in the chat man that acolyte team has drawn a lot of f-bombs from me and i Totally understand that I have dropped some too because of that squad. <laughs> it's it can be so frustrating when you get locked behind that hidden acolyte that you just can't kill. Very annoying,
1: for sure. All
2: right, so what about these uh offensive squads? What you got?
1: All right, so for offense squads, I've got Sith Triumvirate. I love the Sith triumvirate on offense. They one. are almost entirely built for this. Yes. They just beat so many different squads. Uh, minor gear twelve. I, if I had time between Galactic Legends, building up the Sith triumvirate would be huge because of the fact that they just counter everything. Um, yeah. Going with, I I put. Gas, Echo, Arc Trooper on defense, and I brought Shock T, Rex, and Fives to uh, the offense side.
2: Okay, I, like I it.
1: love that team. Shock T can add enough tenacity and everything else to keep Rex alive long enough to at least annihilate or whatever you want to call his version of that two people, and then you've got right, you know. Shock T bringing in the mass attacks and fives with the slows to get those mass attacks and the uh, Rex shots off. It's just, I love that team on offense.
2: I would like to say that is very underrated on uh, defense as well, uh, just because all the counters from fives can be very annoying. You know, the recoveries, you have Shock T doing what she does. Like it's, Insanely annoying. Um, I've lost to that team a number of times on defense just because it's it's kind of hard to kill fives in a reasonable amount of time before Rex can like freaking nuke. Nuke you. someone? No. Yeah.
1: So at the very least, it's it's low banners for the attacking team. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, the last one I have is Palp Vader Thrawn. I just love that Vader reworks so much. And Underneath Palp, Vader gets so much turn meter with his dots and all his debuffs. Thrawn gives you the time to just let Vader go. Uh, I love that team. Palp, Vader, Thrawn is... Mine are all Relic now, and I just... Using those three in Conquest has been really fun. Just three manning things with those three. With data disks, that's I just like the way it. it works. Even if you don't have data disks as a team, they are awesome. So that's one yep. of my favorite offense teams. That Vader rework is just ridiculous. I don't think we realized what, how good we got it with that when we got it. But over time, it's just shown that a random rework that showed up out of nowhere has made for one of the best characters in the game. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, there's a reason he's Relic 8 for me and has sick mods on him because uh, it's just, he he doesn't even need sick mods he doesn't even need to be Relic 8 to destroy stuff but I, I do I have an insane amount of fun with. well
1: Vader. the game came out right and the only way to get Vader was achievements right yes. but when you got uh, him it was just like uh, he's okay yeah. kind of like General Grievous where like You needed hundreds of thousands of shard shop currency to unlock General Grievous back when he came out, and he was just terrible. New players now, when they unlock Vader, you're taking a step up unlocking Vader. As for us, it was just kind of
2: another character. And that's the way it should be. It's Darth Vader. It's Darth
1: Vader, right? Yeah. So,
2: like, let's be honest. He's, yeah.
1: All right. What What did you have for teams?
2: I like it. Um, so for my favorite offensive squads, you knew it was coming. You knew it was going to be on here. Stormtrooper Han, Watt, Wampa. It's that it can wreck so many really, really, really. It punches very far above its weight. Um, You know, the turn meter game from Han just makes Wampa go. Wampa smashes. Wampa games turn meter from the tech and also from Stormtrooper Han. Stormtrooper Han's almost unkillable because of the Zeta, it and the recovery from the Taunt deck. It's awesome. I, I, I love it. Easily the most fun that, squad use.
1: And I'm kind of surprised, and you might, because you haven't filled this out yet, that it's not in the underrated section, because that team is just ridiculously good, and no yeah. one really knows about it or uses it as far as I know if they're not a podcast listener.
2: Yeah. That, that that's true um but i don't know i think of underrated more as things that people know about just don't realize how good they are i don't think most people know about
1: them that yeah squad. that's true
2: um but yeah super fun great in 5v5 also um n- next on my favorite offensive squads i am lumping in 3 and 1 kind of um these are solo characters these are characters that are just absolutely amazing at soloing squads. Um Supreme Leader, Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, and Gas. All three of those characters can wreck stuff in 3v3. Oh, throw Malik um, on there too. Yeah, you could throw Malik on there. Um I don't Malik I don't use enough to have much faith in using him. I know my limits on these three characters and like what they can beat. Um you know I don't think I would feel comfortable soloing anything with Malik. I've done it like once and I lost. (laughs) So you've got this. It's Um,
1: always in the back of your mind.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Slicker, I know it can beat so much stuff. Uh, Galactic Legend Ray with no ultimate. Slicker can solo. I do it quite regularly in 3v3. It is pretty solid stuff. Just not enough damage to kill him. Um and then, you know, Vader, of course, Calling Blade, you can just wipe somebody out. Uh Gas has a nasty AoE. Um I mean, we just saw in the live stream where I my gas soloed a bug squad, you know, that had a couple relics on there. uh GBA and uh spy mm-hmm. and it was no trouble whatsoever. Um Gas can do that to a lot of squads. He is a beast. The third squad that I love using uh, is Veer Stark and Death Trooper. Uh, yeah, surprise, Imperial Trooper is still actually pretty good in three v three. The one thing that I might consider swapping, though, um, I think Piet could go in for Stark because Piet can still be pretty fast. Um, you know, you kind of need the death. Uh, death. What, what am I trying to say? The death mark the turn meter gain from kills okay. that veers offers like he's too important to let go. But I think Stark, you could drop out and then just throw in a fast Piet and still be fine. Um, but um, I might prefer Piet with like Vader or something, you know, throw him on an empire squad or something. And then, you know, just keep these three uh, empire together. Cause that's still a really good, really good squad.
1: Mm-hmm. Mine aren't there. They are not used at all, but I could see how they would be.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, they're awesome. So, What's
1: the next right.
2: category? The next category is underrated squads.
1: All right, so underrated squads. Uh, you kind of threw my argument out the window, but I'm still going to go with it. And that is Han <laughs> lead or Boba lead with Wampa. And you can throw Wad in Ooh, as well as the third there. Like it, or you can leave them out depending on the team you're fighting and their gear levels. But uh, a Han lead or a Boba lead with Wampa is fantastic. They are yep. both of them have the leader ability. Agree. Well, it's not so much the leader ability of Han, but Wanda, Wan, Wan, Wampa. <laughs> Wampa nice. doesn't have a leader ability so if you're going to use Han with him you're obviously going to use Han's leader ability but mm-hmm. yeah Boba has a really good one as far as the crit damage goes with Wampa that just makes him even stronger Han uh, if you have a relict one like you do is just a death dealer in the fact that he adds turn meter so often if you don't have Watt in there that is um yep so, yeah, I love the undersized Han Boba lead with Wampa in 3v3. That's one of my favorites. Uh, the next one is that I feel it's underrated, and we kind of talked about it in the meta section, but one that really works for me a lot of the time against a lot of teams is RJT BB-8 with Vet Han. And my BB-8 and my RJT are it. gear 12, and I have a Relic 4. I think it's Relic 4. Vet Han, but that team in general with the stuns, the double taps, the extra uh, uh, exposes because of the double taps, uh, Illuminated Destiny, turn meter Reduction from RJT, her own heal immunity, everything going on with this team is good, and that just supercharged that team when Vet Han got that rework and added the resistance tag because it wasn't even rework, it was just the resistance tag, but This team is super fun on offense. And I don't think a lot of people use it. But I use it because I don't put it on defense. And I always need an extra team on offense. And this is one I definitely use. So. I like it. I went with my third one. I went theoretical. Okay. Okay. This is not something I've tried. And it might be completely wrong. And not underrated at all. By underrated, I just meant no one talks about it. Or it's never... Been brought up as a theory craft to me. If you have JMLS and Beskarmando, you have this team. But that would be Wedge Biggs Cara Dune. and I feel like that team could do some
2: work. That sounds pretty because solid. Wedge
1: and Biggs are already good. Throw some relics on them; now yeah. they're even better. They have always been a little bit squishy, but Cara Dune is definitely not, and she's a tank. Not to mention the abilities Ever. in her kit make her better as a attacker alongside being a tank. And the fact that she revives, which is huge in 3v3. I just feel like the team of Wedge Biggs and Carradoon, which I will use the next 3v3 after I have JMLS, that is gonna be one I'm gonna keep an eye on and trying for sure as far as an offense squad. I love I love I love I, like Wig. it. I love Wiggs. Wiggs has always been a favorite. It fell out for a long time. Yep. I can't wait to have them relicked. I know no one ever talks about them, even with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. But I think modded well, they can be death dealers again. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy, but that's just my, my head thinking.
2: That's yeah. I, I I could see it. I've I've tried to make use of wedge and bigs. I, I think the best I found is Mon Mothma lead with those two in 3v3. See um, that too,
1: for sure.
2: You know, that they can be kind of annoying to kill together. But I've definitely always loved that yeah. wedge
1: leader though. The wedge leader is good. Yeah.
2: It is good. Uh someone I really like pairing with Wedge though is Leia. Oh yeah. Ness. Rolo. <laughs> be- because that AoE. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome. There's a lot of turn meter gain and stuff there. I th- I think those two pair really well together too, if you're uh Trying to get theoretical, um, might be better than Karadun actually, you know. And you could use Karadun somewhere else or something. Mm-hmm. It would be like, it'd basically be a banner stealer, you know, um, because it's pretty squishy. But you know, might do something for
1: sure. Maybe it's a cleanup crew.
2: Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you totally need those in three v three a lot of, of the time. It'd be so. a lot of damage. The team would have a lot of damage. Oh yeah, like yeah, it'd be
1: nasty. What are your three?
2: Alright, you're going to love this. I
1: just read it nice, I smiled. <laughs> Um
2: So, I, I can't remember who it was. We had this in our courtyard in, in Discord for for the Alliance and somebody was talking about how worthless Ewoks are in 3v3. Let me tell you. Ewoks are not worthless in 3v3. I love me some Chirpa, Wicked, and Grey. Those three together can absolutely kicks a ass and catch people off guard no doubt um it's it, i mean it's the same ewok squad that i love running basically but those three are the core of it it's it's the turn mirror gain from wicket with the damage and you know paired kind of abilities with chirpa and then the low grade because of the days and what he does those three together are absolutely fantastic. It is by far the best Ewok squad in 3v3, in my opinion. Um, love it, love it, love it, love it.
1: Agreed. Love those Ewoks. And I, I love that it does not include uh, Paplu, because a lot of people think, i got to throw a tank in there. Lowgrade does more for yep. you than Paplu does.
2: Yes, by a lot. Um. All right, next one. Bosk, Boba, and Django. I think this squad is super underrated. And the reason is... Um, this is a really, really... Good squad. But... Like... the, I think people think that Bosk isn't that great. Because it's fairly easy to beat on... You know, in 5v5. Which is fine. But... That's 5v5. Um, the thing that you need to kill Bosk... You lose a little bit of... In... Uh, 3v3, which this team has a lot more recovery. It it does really really well. Um, and the thing I like is Boba and Django both have debuff Aoes. Uh, they both can prevent revives, and uh, they can both double tap on basics. So there's just so much opportunity for everyone to regain protection and health. So it can be good on offense or defense. Um, RJT might be able to beat it. Probably could. Um, I'm not sure how well it would go against a really good boss team. Uh, It could kind of be a bait squad just because, you know, you're going to have to prevent the heals. But, you know, most teams that counter this, they kind of, you know, kind of like what we are talking about earlier, you need more than three characters to make those teams work really efficiently. So I think that is a big advantage for Bosk, Boba and Django because they don't really need anyone else with them to be awesome.
1: And there's an alternate to that where Boba is replaced by Mandalorian even that a lot of, that has a lot of traction as well.
2: So yes. Um, Mandalorian is great. Love that character. Um, you know, and you know, he could also replace Django. You can move Django to s squad and then put him in for Django and then Boss Boba and uh Mando. Yeah, because that really opens uh, up that
1: defense team we talked about where Newt nests Django, then you switch in Mando on your offense team for Boss Boba um uh,
2: so I was going to wait and save this for the end, but you brought up Nest again, so I'll have to bring it up. <laughs> Beskar Mando, I have no idea what to do with, but I love the idea of in 3v3 Beskar Mando with Nest and something else.
1: Well, that'd be an interesting one to give a try.
2: And I will absolutely be doing it. I was um, we don't have a lot of Beskar the...
1: Mando. Was he even available in 3v3 last time?
2: I, I don't believe so. We're gonna, so. It'll be um, interesting to see
1: what people are doing with their best carmandos
2: Ooh, Caradune with best Carmando could be fun.
1: Nest Caradune best Carmando. See what happens. Yeah.
2: Um, or IG Eleven. I I think IG Eleven the one I really want to get in there. Um, that's kind of my current project is IG Eleven to pair with best Carmando, so that would nest is going to be my eventual Mm. plan. Um, But I'm curious to see what Best Mando can be in 3v3. Um, But anyway, back to my underrated squads. My final one is going to be Bastilashan, Ayla Secura, and Jolie. I love this squad because you mod them for a lot of health. Jolie obviously has a lot of health, so good luck getting through that pup in five minutes. Yeah, Bastilashan leads in 3v3
1: is always ridiculous.
2: Very yeah. And Ayla, you've got the stuns, uh you know, and you know, whenever whenever she stuns, whenever she uses her basic, she can call in Basil Sean who can ability block or Jolie who can reduce his cooldowns. Mm-hmm. Um so these three have a lot of really nice synergy together. I, I I like those three together. They they tend to do okay for me.
1: Yeah, that's a very niche or niche with the Isla. Not a lot of people have her, but if you do... That is completely but fair. But if you do, give it a try and see what happens. Yep. Definitely Absolutely. underrated because of the fact that not a lot of people have that ability in their toolkit. It'll be interesting to yep. see for sure.
0: Yep. I All agree. right.
1: Now for the one where people are going to disagree with each other. Overrated squads. I... You're just wrong on What's this up? one. Uh, well yeah.
2: I know you You're you think I one. am.
1: I find CLS Han Chewbacca <laughs> overrated. I don't find them beating what? a lot of things. Now granted my Han has always been gear twelve. So that probably didn't help. Oh,
0: okay.
1: But whenever I've tried oh, to use okay. Han CLS yeah. Chewbacca 50 50. Throw it up, throw a coin in the air on the odds of me winning with this squad.
2: Yeah. I, I, Man, that team can I love this
1: team With a C-3PO When he's out of there for me personally Always a A a coin toss for me
2: I think With a Relic Han Your opinion on this I
1: really hope so because Everyone talks about him I don't see it in
2: 3v3 So I like these three characters In 5v5 as an undersquad undersized squad I, I can destroy a lot of stuff with them um, they are insanely powerful I've used them for a while because I've been saying them on defense but they they can absolutely wreck stuff offensively but I mean it is predicated on Han just absolutely smashing and doing a crap ton of yeah. damage so you know I I can see how your poor life decisions have <laughs> brought you to the point where you think this.
1: <laughs> I'm not a rebel squad fleet user, so it was never a priority for uh, on Solo there. But yeah, uh, number two, Geonosians in 3v3. Never found okay. Geonosians on offense. Defense, I could see it a little more so then I'm thinking more offense. Geonosians on offense, which they're in the meta for offense as far as I saw. Let, Not great.
2: Okay. Let let uh, I agree with you, okay? But I want to throw in mm-hmm. a caveat. Um Brute Alpha, GeoSpy or Geo Soldier, and Watt Tambor. Unbelievably annoying. <laughs> I have timed out against that team. Multiple times I, it does I, require
1: Watt. I, no. Yeah, okay. It doesn't say. I I don't consider when I made my list. I didn't consider these these roaming characters in the teams, right? right? So you've got C three PO because he's good with so many different teams. Watt is good with so yep. many different teams. There's just Nest yep. is good with so many teams. A lot of them I just did, really didn't consider the teams that involve them because of the fact that if you use them this team three of the other ones from my other list might be go away. You know what I mean? Like Thrawn right. is another one. You know, it's it's hard to make a list where you're putting teams in that include the all-star characters, you know? So right. I could see that for sure. If you're just using Geonosians, I think they're overrated. So. Yeah. Totally fair. And honestly
2: i okay. i'm not
1: surprised by your first one based on the things I was saying about my offense and defense teams <laughs> <laughs>
2: um my first overrated squad is going to be general Anakin Skywalker with five o first um not that he's bad i do i just think he's overrated uh just because he is considerably easier to kill not that he's i'm not saying he's bad just that he is a little overrated he's
1: it, the whole um Every character is built for five v five. Anakin is the the what proves the rule there, because of the fact that of like you said, the more five o first, the stronger he becomes. You can't even put a whole team of five o first, a five v five team of five o first behind him to make him as strong yeah. as he usually is. So, I get that.
2: I don't um, like your second let's one. Cuz
1: I don't find it true. <laughs> but you don't find CLS haunt back really? true so.
2: Okay, interesting. Um GG B1 B2. Um I I find this squad just to be considerably easier to to defeat in 3v3. Um I think it loses a little bit of its luster whenever you don't have like a Magna Guard Decca, or Newt. So are you in using there? it for defense? Um, is
1: this a defense overrated thing?
2: Because uh, I no, use it on offense versus versus okay. Night Sisters L- or
1: Geonosians and get easy I, wins.
2: I do not use this on offense. Um I do always set it on defense. Never gets holds. I also face it whenever other people said on defense always terrible, easy to beat. <laughs> gotcha. So, um I just feel like it's a like I feel like most people said it on defense and I don't feel like it's a great defensive squad. I actually think that B1 I don't <laughs> think it's, that as, I don't think it's I good defense. I that will I set agree it with on you defense. There. Defense? Okay. No way. Um I think B1 and B2 are actually better served with Newt. The problem is, I think there are better options to put under Newt, like Dooku and Jaina. And, then, and so, then GG becomes um,
1: considerably
2: worthless. <laughs> so. yes. Yes, accurate. So, um, what what do you use GG, B2, and B1 against? Night sisters, night sisters,
1: uh anything that needs a lot of AoE. Okay. They're good against.
2: And I, you know, I kind of like that, uh, you know, because GG has good health recovery. He's going to finish full health. Um, B2 is going to finish full health. And B1, you get the points for full protection and health. So um,
1: they don't usually steer me wrong as far as offense goes. Like and mine are all relic. So 3v3 I... is perfect for my Separatists because the only relic Separatists I have are Saws Ventress. And these three. So
2: I might consider saving them for offense. It's not next time around and stick something else on defense. Um, Yeah, I like it.
1: All right. Well, I think that covers three v three. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it more once it comes, but. This is just give you ideas yep. of what's, what's to come and getting ready for it because there are a lot of new characters. We'll talk a lot more Yeah. There's a lot of it. new characters that are, people are unlocking that have been unlocked that aren't really used like Beskar Mando for me, JKL. I haven't used him in this really. Um, so mm-hmm. things are going to be different for a lot of people as far as this goes compared to two seasons ago. So, um, think about this as we get going into that because you got to be ready, obviously. Um, So there you go. But as far as episode 237 goes, I think we should end it there. Uh, I want to say thank you to everyone that stopped into the podcast on Twitch. We appreciate all of you, uh, H-O-T-R Elder, for the raid earlier. Everybody that was able to resub this podcast or sub for the first time, uh, we appreciate the the, um, support. And I think... Unless you have anything else you want to say, Wink, that should do it for us.
2: Um, I don't uh, other than we'll be back next week for episode uh, two hundred and thirty-eight.
1: Thirty-eight percent of the way to three hundred
2: way next week. Yeah. Well we're
1: gonna celebrate 38 percent to three hundred with a giveaway next week. All right, sounds good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode two thirty-seven. Thank you for listening. Always, and if you've made it through 237 Indeed. episodes, we uh, really appreciate you. You're a baller. <laughs> yeah. So you're masochist. Yeah. What are you doing to and yourself? We love you. <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate you, and we will catch you next week on the podcast for 238. Later. Later.